Bottom line, 90% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. And for those remaining Americans, there is no deadline. We remain committed to get them out if they want to come out. This is my fear, that if Americans could not help me when they were on the ground, how will they help me now when there no one is here? That's my question. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 18. 18. That's Leonard Skinner's simple man. That means all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Before we get to Mr. O'Reilly, first, let's play Joe Biden's Never Leave Anyone Behind montage. If there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. This town, this state, this country takes care of our own. Leave nobody behind. Giving everyone a fair shot. Leaving nobody behind. That we do take care of our own. That we leave nobody behind. To help everyone in need. Look out for one another. Leave nobody behind. But we will leave no one behind. It's what America's all about. It's about pulling together. Leaving nobody behind. Giving hate no safe harbor. And leaving no one behind. Reweaving that social fabric. That holds a society together. Honesty, decency, hope. Leaving nobody behind. Leaving nobody behind. Joe Biden yesterday proclaiming an extraordinary success. Unparalleled results. That part I might actually agree with, but for different reasons. It was the right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. All things BillOReilly.com. Simple man Bill O'Reilly is with us. Bill O'Reilly... I am told from my sources it's likely much higher than the estimate that we're being given. The fact that our government does not know how many Americans are now behind enemy lines, hostages to the Taliban, um, is is revealing in and of itself. But I'm told the number could be as high as a thousand or maybe more. And the number of Afghan allies, that would be over ten thousand. That their deaths, their death certificates now have been signed by Joe Biden. Well, look, it was shocking that the man said yesterday that this was a magnificent display of public policy in Afghanistan. When I heard that, and that was his lead sentence, I went, that's so insulting to the families of the 13 servicemen killed on Thursday. Because this was not an operation that will be taught in West Point to cadets in the future about how to conduct an evacuation, will it? 
No, it'll never be taught. It was a botched situation. Now, as far as Americans left behind, most of them have dual citizenship, I understand. They're uh, Afghan, um, you know, they hold two passports, and a lot of them don't want to leave. But you're right in the sense that it was so uh, Bill, I, I need to step in here a little bit because the facts are different. There are Americans with American passports that were dying to get out, hundreds of them. I know because I've spoken with numerous congressmen, numerous senators, and their offices are inundated, all of them. Yeah, maybe Americans I'm behind enemy lines begging to get out on their own, not let's, not tied to any family, nothing. Let's let that unfold. All right. So the number is between 100 and 1,000. I think that would be a fair of American citizens. I'd say 250 now. to 1,000, but OK. All right. So let's let it unfold. But that doesn't mitigate our discussion. The discussion is that if you're going to surrender your presence, not surrender the war. That would be um, wrong. We did, we won the war. We accomplished what we wanted to do there as far as terrorism is concerned. The adjacent nation building didn't work out. But we didn't lose. just didn't work out. Okay, so if you are going to evacuate and you know you've been there for 20 years and you've interacted with hundreds of thousands of Afghans who's helped you, then you can't do it by August 31st or May 2nd, or you, you have to do it in a responsible way. And even the Washington Post, who, who pleaded with Americans to vote for Joe Biden, even the Washington Post editorialized that this was immoral, the way this whole evacuation was put together. And that's the key thing. That's the key thing. It wasn't well thought out. It wasn't well executed. We didn't have to do it this way. Yet Joe Biden chose to do it this way. Are you with me so far? You agree with me? I'm listening, Mr. O'Reilly, very closely. Okay. So what I did and what I always do is try to get the best possible source to explain to me why Joe Biden did what he did. Why? There's no doubt that he screwed up. Everyone knows it who's clear thinking. So I brought on Senator Joseph Lieberman, who you know very well. One of a good, dear friend. Senator, yeah, yeah, former senator from Connecticut, and who knows the world as well as any American politician, and who knows Joe Biden for decades. And I asked him, I said, is this the man you serve with in the Senate? Or is he diminished? And Lieberman said he's diminished. Now that should sh- send shock waves through every American citizen. Bill, so I just played a, a montage, though. Let me, and I, I want to have a conversation with you about it. This is too important. I just played a montage of Joe right. Biden again and again, including two weeks ago, around two weeks ago, when he did his interview with George Stephanopoulos, that he wouldn't leave any Americans behind. He left Americans behind. Right. He left. He left C seventeen C seventeen cargo planes. He what? left Black Hawk helicopters, two hundred and eight planes and helicopters. He left drones. He left. He left billions of dollars in munitions and weaponry for the Taliban. 
And with the worst part of this bill, and I, I keep showing it because it's so relevant to me, a map that showed the Taliban on the march since April, how much territory they accumulated in April and in May and in right. June and in July. And now we know the president that took all the money and left Ghani, that Biden had a conversation with him. And I know the intel community released it because the intel, the CIA left seven weeks ago, Bill. Yeah, they leaked telling it Biden. on purpose, just like they did to Trump. They leaked Correct. it on purpose because Biden was basically saying he had 100% consensus on everything he did, Correct. which is not true. But let, let me get back to the essential part of this discussion, and you know it better than anyone else. Joe Biden does not know what he's saying from day to day. He doesn't know what he's saying. He can't remember what he said on Sunday. So, yeah, you can run a montage of him saying the same thing over and over and over again. But he doesn't even know it. That's okay. how bad this Now you've is. taken this to a level. A number of, I guess it's now a couple of months ago. I don't know if you remember, I was kind of making fun of Joe and his his lack of mental acuity, let's say. Right. Uh, I would argue now that it is very clear he is a cognitive mess. I think That's that is true. not even in dispute, and I'm waiting for somebody to attack me on my statements because I have the mother of all montages prepared for this. <laughs> and so I will tell. So the problem now is very different. What you're saying is that we have a president that is mentally incapacitated uh, and cannot remember what he says from day to day. That would disqualify any American from that job. That was all hidden from the American people as he as he ran his campaign in a basement bunker. That's and true. So now we have a really big problem because Russia is now uh, showing their geographical ambitions as they've moved their troops to the border of Ukraine. China yep. now keeps talking about reunification with Taiwan, which means they take over that country and they're lecturing us on human rights and threatening to take our military and Japanese military bases out. And then you have Japan and Iran and Russia doing joint military exercises together, none of which would happen if Donald Trump were president. You know it and I know it. You have now a situation where the American people, I believe, understand what's happening, but they don't they're not confronting it as much as they have to. So you have a president who is weak and who is diminished. And I use those words very specifically because I don't want to get into analyzing what his mental capacity is. I'm not qualified to do that. But he's weak and he's diminished. And in my opinion, he doesn't know what he's saying from day to day. He can't remember. So it was a tell when he gave an Ida update a couple of days ago, and a reporter had the temerity to ask him about Afghanistan. And he goes, they told me I can't talk about Afghanistan. Do you remember that? I do. That's what people say in senior citizen assisted living facilities. That's what they say. They told me. They, they, it's a they. When he said, they told me, can you imagine Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or 
Bush the Younger saying that? But, but Bill, it goes deeper than that. There have been how many instances now? I, they told me I'm not allowed to take questions. They told me not to. Yeah, and Okay, yeah. they, told, they told me I, I've got to call on, um, hang on, i got it right here. They told me to call on, uh, oh, Ke- uh, Kelly O'Donnell from NBC yeah. News. They told me. He's the president, That's right. Bill O'Reilly. That's, That's right. not a president. So now the nation veers into a potential crisis situation because it has no leadership in the executive branch. So I'm always thinking ahead, as you know. Our simple man is capable of thinking ahead. And I'm going, look, we have two humanitarian disasters in eight months. We have the southern border, which the corporate media successfully squelched, won't report on, which is a colossal humanitarian disaster. And now we have Afghanistan, which the corporate media could not stop because of the pictures. And so that's just in eight months. So what, in the next three years, this is a big challenge, as you pointed out. You got Iran, you got China, you got Putin, and they all know what we're saying. They know that. So now it's like, uh-oh, what's next? Okay, let me ask you a tough question that I don't even want to really ask. And I'm actually going to ask the question in code. We know these Americans are now trapped behind enemy lines. We know that they're hostages. They're now held there uh, at the whims of terrorist organization. All right, quick break. More with uh, Simple Man, all things Bill O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com on the other side. Then we'll get a congressional update. Then we'll get your calls in the next half hour. And then you'll meet then you'll meet Gold Star Fathers. How horrible they now, their lives have been changed forever. You'll hear their stories. You'll hear about their heroic sons as we continue. Continue. Bill O'Reilly's with us. All things at BillOReilly.com. Simple man. You know about Mogadishu, Bill O'Reilly. You've covered it. You know about Black Hawk Down. You've covered that. You covered the Iranian hostage crisis. These are things that maybe some in our audience don't know. We know what ISIS is capable of. I'm pretty sure that um, you're aware what happened to the Wall Street Journal reporter. I'm sure Daniel you're aware of the, be- the, the Daniel Pearl. I think you're aware of what happened on the beach when ISIS lined up a bunch of men and what happened on that beach that day. I think you probably like me because it's our job. You probably watched it and were sick to your stomach because you can't believe such evil and depravity exist in the world. Now, what are the odds America is going to see that in the days and weeks to come, Bill O'Reilly? I don't think that's going to happen. because I think you're wrong. Okay. For the record, well, I pray that you're right, and I get to we, say, thank God you were right. I pray that we, that day comes. And here's why I don't think it's going to happen. Because the Taliban knows if they execute any Americans, if they abuse Americans, and, and it gets out, the tape gets out, that Biden will be forced then to bomb them and bomb them heavily. Okay? He'll be forced to do it, has to do it. So they're not going to do that. What they're likely to do is exchange the Americans still in Afghanistan for cash, for money. That's the game. 
okay? And that's what I expect. That's called ransom, Bill O'Reilly. We you both bet. grew up in Long Island, yeah, where I grew up, you where know, you grew up. That's you called how, ransom. You know how the New York Times will report it. This is aid, to the humanitarian aid. That's how it'll be reported. But that's what the Taliban will do. It'll say to the Biden administration, you know, we got four or five hundred of your people. You give us uh, 50 billion and uh, we'll get them out of here. That's what's likely to happen. All right. Simple man. Bill O'Reilly. All things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. Bill, appreciate you being with us. When we come back, uh, we'll check in with a congressman uh, to discuss the precarious situation of our fellow Americans and our allies caught behind enemy lines Uh, That's all straight ahead. We'll continue. Sean's got more behind-the-scenes information, more contacts than anybody. More friends behind the curtain. Sean Hannity is on. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, a magnificent display of public policy. You know, this is the the biggest airlift ever. You know, this is an extraordinary success, unparalleled results. We made the right decision, wise decision, best decision. No, it was the worst decision. Um. Here's Joe Biden with his mission accomplished moment from uh, yesterday, claiming an extraordinary success. Last night in Kabul, the United States ended 20 years of war in Afghanistan, the longest war in American history. We completed one of the biggest airlifts in history with more than 120,000 people evacuated to safety. That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravely, and selfless courage of the United States military and our diplomats and intelligence professionals. We'll get to your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Then we'll talk to Gold Star Fathers that lost their sons last week in that terrorist attack at Karzai International Airport. Uh, An extraordinary success? No, I don't think it could have been a worse failure. There was a situation that evolved on the House floor yesterday. I wanted to get it straightened out, what exactly had happened, where they literally made the decision, the Democrats, they're in charge, to close the House floor before honoring the 13 fallen Marines in Afghanistan, which Republicans wanted to do. Anyway, um, Congressman Brian Mass told the Floridian, we gaveled in, had a prayer, said the pledge, took a moment of silence, and pretty much all Republican vets then asked to be recognized to read the names and bring up Afghanistan legislation. They wouldn't acknowledge us and just close the House down. Congressman Stubbe of Florida said House Democrats just refused to recognize Republican veterans on the House floor to read the names of our fallen service members in Afghanistan. That's how far our nation has fallen. Never mind the hundreds, if not thousand plus Americans left behind enemy lines, which 
Joe Biden swore he'd never do. Uh, Congressman, I just want to get the lowdown. What really happened yesterday? Yeah, Sean, thanks for having me. It's, it's pretty much the way Brian laid it out. Uh, we were there, more than 40 members of Congress who are Republican veterans who have served their country in uniform and now serve their country in Congress, were standing on the floor waiting to be recognized by Debbie Dingell, a Democrat, who walked in, as Brian said, they went through the prayer, the pledge, a moment of silence, and we asked to be recognized, and she turned around and walked away from us. And as she was walking away, one of the members yelled at her and said, we just want to read the names of the service members who were, who were killed. And she just kept right on walking. And what was interesting is behind the scenes, behind the speaker's lobby, she was standing as we were walking out next to a CNN reporter. It was basically apologizing to us. And I heard her say this was the, her lowest moment in Congress. So the, she'll say that behind closed doors, but she won't recognize members of Congress to simply read the names of those fallen service members who died uh, because of Joe Biden's lack of leadership. It's it's pretty stunning to me. It, it's 13 names wouldn't have been wouldn't have taken long. Brian Mass lost both two legs and and had other severe injuries while fighting for his country there. Um, you would think that that they would would allow something as simple as that to take place. Any any reason why? No, she re- she refused to even, other than basically apologizing to us as we left, and then we walked straight to a press conference and gave a press conference uh, about what we wanted to do if we were recognized uh, on top of recognizing the service member's sacrifice on the floor. No, no reason. It's, it's all politics. They know if they recognize us, they have to then answer to the American people about what we want to do. And, and there's bills that we want to pass. There's a discharge petition that's now been filed. And all we need to get is three Democratic members of Congress, because every Republican will sign this, and it will force a vote on the floor to the atrocity that's occurred in Afghanistan for some accountability to happen. So hopefully there's three brave Democrats out there that are willing to sign that discharge petition, which would then force a vote on this bill that we're filing. I appreciate the update and for setting it straight, uh, Congressman. Uh, it's so sad, and uh, you know, for the for Joe Biden to call this an extraordinary success, unparalleled results, the right, wise, and best decision, magnificent dis- display of public policy is nauseating to me. We now have Americans trapped behind enemy lines, hostages to the Taliban, and that's the reality. And they, they you can't spin out of that. I never thought I'd see it in my lifetime, sir. I never thought in the history of our nation we would have a president saying that an extraordinary success is the death of 13 service members and literally leaving Americans behind enemy lines to fend for themselves. It's, it's a very sad and dark day for our country right now. Appreciate you being with us, Congressman Stuby, 17th District, Florida. Thank you so much. Where is the 17th District, by the way? Maybe I'll be your maybe I'll maybe you could be my congressman. Southwest Florida, so Sarasota down to Lee County and into the heartland of Florida, Highlands, Okeechobee, Hardy, DeSoto, uh, the heartland of Florida. That's actually probably one district I could even run and win, but I never would. <laughs> but uh, you, you know I have roots in, in Naples, so I appreciate you, all you're doing. Thank you so much for your hard work. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Sean. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Rodney's in Virginia. Rodney, hi. How are you? Thanks for calling. Glad you joined us. Hey, Sean. Uh, great to be here. I um, just wanted to say thanks for what you do, and thanks for taking the call. 
Joe's sitting there talking about, you know, making it all about his, uh, you know, his, his son. And, you know, he had nine years to say goodbye to his son. And, you know, these, these, these family members didn't have that opportunity to chance, you know, because it happened in a flash and it shouldn't have happened. If this was a success, if this mission was, if this Neo mission was a success, we would have gotten everybody out. No one would have died. And we would have taken all our equipment out too as well. So, you know, this whole thing was not a success. It was a, it was a, you know, uh, a train wreck. And it, I, I, you know, I, I did Neo operations before in Lebanon and we got everybody out. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Never, ever do you leave an American behind. Just you don't. Joe promised us he wouldn't two weeks ago, and he did. And, and I, 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 I can't live with this. It's, it just doesn't, I can't calibrate this. I can't bifurcate this in my head somehow or compartmentalize this in my head. I just, it just, it just sticks in my craw. It's just, I'm aghast at, at the humiliation and embarrassment of it and the lack of will and resolve. It's, it's, it, it takes my breath away. And, you know, what we're left with, our prayers go out to them because that's all we're capable of doing now. I know that there are brave, retired special ops forces that are doing everything they can do. I know of things that are happening right now on the ground that I can't talk about. I'm just praying for their safety. Rodney, you're a great American. Thank you for your service, sir. Travis is in Florida. Travis, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, yesterday's victory lap that uh, Biden took with this uh, amazingly brilliant failure of his was atrocious. Uh, a quote to Thomas Jefferson, uh, the price of freedom is uh, eternal vigilance. Um, our, commu- our intelligence community warned him of what would happen and warned everybody of what would happen, and they didn't listen. I was going to join the intelligence community up until this failure, uh, showing that they don't listen no matter what kind of information you give them. And it, it's quite disturbing to actually have something stop me from joining a community that was inspiring to me. So, you know, I, 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 I don't understand. You know, I, I just saw the comments, Ron Klain, after chaos innocent death, all preventable, claiming Joe Biden managed the Afghan withdrawal as well as it can be managed. Well, I don't think he managed anything. I I really do believe others are calling the shots at this point. Probably he's part of it. And you cannot, by any definition, saying leaving that many Americans behind, but they don't know how many, which really, really gets under my skin, um, under any conditions or circumstances, is unforgivable to me. It is unforgivable. He left people and he left the friggin' dogs. How do you leave the dogs? Especially My understanding is, is that the dog. dogs were rescued by some amazing people. That's what I've been told. Linda, what's the latest on that? I know you've been following it closely. Well, some of the some of the dogs. I'm sorry. Let the caller speak. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's fine. Because I, I was unaware of them having been rescued. So that's amazing news. Linda, Linda what's the update on it? So there's two of them. There's basically there's a Tennessee native and she operates a dog facility, a shelter, and there's like 130 dogs and she had like a one disabled puppy and they had 
the 130 crated dogs that had belonged to the Americans and the Afghans who were evacuated. And they were like, no, you have to turn them loose. You can't bring them. Um, and they were saying that, you know, they wouldn't even take them, even though they had the permission to land in a neutral country. And Tory Richards over at um, Washington Examiner had this first. Some of the um, some of the military dogs have been airlifted, but they were taken by a nonprofit. They were not taken by the government. Say do- dogs again. One more time. Dog. Dog. She said, <laughs> listen, I love all the dogs, whether they're Afghani dogs, American dogs. You got four legs and fur. You're all right in my book. And, and we are not a country that leaves well, our men and women or our four legged friends behind. That, uh, we shouldn't be. That's the point, Travis. Good call. Yep. Teresa, Texas, next. You're on the Sean Hannity Show. Hi, Sean. I am going to go beyond the 25th Amendment. (laughs) I think this is war crimes, what he's done. Um, I was going through the Geneva Convention and, you know, to leave these people to be tortured and uh, left behind. You're leaving these soldiers. Those dogs are soldiers, too. So that's you're leaving your soldiers behind. Um, you know, it's just unbelievable. And I'm not hearing anybody talk about it, about the war crimes. What do you think? The problem we all have right now is even Democrats know that this is a disaster. They're not going to say it. A few of them have more than usual. Any, You know, they stick together like glue. But... Everybody sees that Joe is a cognitive mess. The world sees it. Democrats see it. The media mob sees it. Everybody sees it. There's only a few of us that I guess are courageous enough. I don't particularly call say think saying the truth. The uh, stating the obvious is particularly courageous. Uh, but we're one of the few people that have been willing to just call this for what it is. And it just is sad with democrats in control nothing will happen november of 2022 matters november of 2024 matters that's 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 my answer election reform now in every state matters so we have integrity in the process and confidence in the results all of it matters now is the time to fix that problem so we don't have it next year appreciate the call 800-941-SEAN 